0: This is Shannon Kerfman and you're listening to Iron City
1: Rocks.
2: Hello, and welcome to episode 39 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John. The Iron City Rocks Podcast is a podcast devoted to promoting Pittsburgh's rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues music scene. In episode 39, we're going to be taking a look at a special lady who will be coming to Pittsburgh on the 22nd of April named Shannon Kerfman. She'll be playing in Sarver at Peter B's, and we wanted to take the chance to uh, get to know a little more about her, uh, talk a little bit about her music and her influences, so To do that, we're going to introduce a new correspondent for the podcast. His name is Eric. I've got a very, very strong background in the blues and classic rock. So Eric took the time recently to talk to Shannon about her show and her new album and influences growing up, etc. So we are going to play the title track off of Shannon's latest album, What You're Getting Into. And then we're going to go straight into Eric's interview with Shannon.
1: Take for what it is Live this right for the moment But don't forget The day you came into this You had your eyes wide open Still, you're bearing your soul Blow after blow There's only one way Inside yourself Even if it's the wrong thing But that won't change The things I don't
3: Shannon Kerfman. Since her Arista debut in nineteen ninety nine at the young age of fourteen, Shannon has accomplished much in a relatively short time span of eleven years, playing and or touring with John Mellencamp, Buddy Guy, Carlos Santana, B.B. King, Johnny Lang, Willie Nelson, Neil Young, Stevie Wonder, John Mayall, George Thorogood, the Stone Temple Pilots, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, Jeff Healy, Coco Taylor, Big and Rich, Elvin Bishop, Albert Castaglia, John Lee Hooker, Kansas, David Crosby, Jackson, and Jackson Brown. She has appeared on the Tonight Show with Dave, Jay Leno, David Letterman, Craig Kilborn, Good Morning America, Donnie and Marie, Rosie O'Donnell, VH1's Rock and Roll Record Breakers, The Ansley Harriet Show, and the Fox Television One Hour Concert Special. Shannon, you have quite an impressive resume. Thank you very much for coming on the show.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
3: Yeah, it's it's uh, man, what what a resume this is this is um it's. it's uh, definitely going to be a very interesting interview i i think um what what got you what got you into blues music at such a young age i mean most most people you know in around 1999 or around that time frame were definitely not listening to blues
0: yeah i agree um i started listening to blues through uh other musicians in fargo north dakota and that's where i grew up um at that time um johnny lang was a friend of mine a family friend um and uh he had started playing guitar and singing and he ended up uh the guy he was taking guitar lessons from he ended up in his in in that guy's band um as the the lead singer and lead guitarist so uh i think johnny was about 13 or 14 at the time and once i saw that uh, someone that was younger um in age could accomplish something like that and people would support it I said well boy that that's great i mean i you know and and blues is how we started out on on guitar both of us so um so johnny is how i i saw that all this would even be possible but uh he's also he who really introduced me to a lot of the blues music
3: oh wow that's that's interesting did you attend the same school or anything He's, he's a family friend you say
0: yeah we attended the same schools um He's four years older than me, so, it you know that's a pretty big age gap when you're when you're younger. So, uh, we it's not like we really hung out um, before we both started playing guitar and stuff like that. But um, his youngest sister was actually about my age, so.
3: Oh. Yep.
0: Yeah, so that's how we we all knew each other.
3: Okay. How many years had you been playing guitar uh, before? Um you know, well, I mean, you did. Did you start playing guitar before you met Johnny, or uh, or after, or did, you know, did those two events correlate, or was just sort of sort of random?
0: It was totally random. Um, we both had started playing, and a couple of months after I started playing guitar, um, I started hearing about this kid in Fargo, and it's like, oh, that's Johnny. You know, after um, <laughs> after a couple of months had passed, but he had only actually been playing for a few months. So wow. um, when he started fronting the band, he had just started. It wow. was it was an, a totally surreal thing to to even um, see at that point, and um, you know, know that just a few months prior, you know, the only um, musical instrument he had touched was a saxophone, which is. One hundred percent different than a guitar.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Did Did you have any prior musical knowledge like Johnny did uh, to go into guitar, or was that your first instrument? Period.
0: I played violin uh, in school uh, band or orchestra or whatever. Um, I, I I don't know if the teacher really uh, took to me too well, but uh, you know she was teaching us like Mary had a little lamb and things like that, and I wanted to play cashmere by Led zeppelin, so i I wasn't <laughs> totally interested and in, uh when she would be teaching everyone all these nursery rhymes and whatnot i I was in the corner trying to play zeppelin, you know so um <laughs> but you know it, it was a good start for me and and you know so many string instruments are are similar in so many ways that uh you know it gave me a good little push when i for when I started guitar
3: sure sure, absolutely. Um, Who are are some of your other influences uh, that that influence the way you you play guitar now?
0: Um, Boy, you mean just anyone?
3: Yeah, yeah, anybody.
0: uh, Jeff Beck is probably my biggest inspiration um, as far as guitar goes. Uh, Boy, you know, I still just absolutely adore how Johnny plays. I love his phrasing. Um, a lot of how I play guitar, um, I take melodies from people singing um, so it's not necessarily just a guitar uh, or just guitar players that inspire me to play guitar. I guess if that makes sense mm-hmm. um, but you know always there's the the oldies but goodies, um you know buddy Guy and Albert Collins, Albert King. Um, all those guys that are, you know, they just all have, you know, you know who it is the second you hear their guitar start playing. Sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, those are pretty much people that I was really inspired by. Oh, also Jeff Healy, um, you know, and he was just an absolute monster on the guitar.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really, yeah, yeah, definitely great, great influences. And, uh, did, did you, um you know did did it take you a long time to become as proficient as you are or did it did it come really naturally to you
0: proficient on guitar yeah oh i don't think i'm proficient at all <laughs> oh no i
3: think you are i mean i've definitely seen video of you playing i mean my goodness <laughs>
0: um you know that's an interesting question because i really do believe that um in some ways i was a lot better at guitar uh, about a month or, I mean, I'm sorry, about a year into me playing, <laughs> um, there, I think when you strip away all of the things that come with age and, um, you know, and you kind of get down to the purity of, of being a child and starting, uh, you know, something just because you want to do it. And just because it, you know, it sounds like a fun hobby, it's a whole different thing. Um, but yeah, when I, when I started playing, um, it definitely wasn't hard to learn for me at all. Um, and, uh, it was the most natural thing that I, that I tried as far as extracurricular things. But, um, you know, which, which made me want to get into it even more just because <laughs> it was a little easier <laughs> than the other activities. But, uh, but, you know, I hear things differently all the time. I mean, there's, i still listen to the same cds all the time that i listened to you know 10 or 15 years ago and um every time i listen to certain cds i take completely different things out of it that you know maybe five or six months ago i never would have even noticed so um you know and i think that's how everyone is it's just uh just progression and and uh you know, you kind of morph into different things as you as you get older.
3: Sure. Well, so what's in your CD player or maybe your iPod these days?
0: Um, I've been listening to a lot of Jeff Beck, um, Elliot Smith. Um, the Jeff Beck I listen to, I I pretty much um, stay with the new stuff. Um, that's uh, there's kind of a techno influence to it. Right. I heard
3: uh, he was getting into that.
0: Yeah, and I, I love it because I think he is such a melodic player that, uh, you know, I, I don't miss that there aren't vocals or, um, or lyrics or anything like that. You know, it's just his guitar, but there's just basically one solid beat that starts, you know, right at the beginning of the song and it can go for five, six, seven minutes. And he has to be the creative force, um, because everything else is very simplistic. Sure. Um, so I love that about his new albums. Um, I've been listening to Johnny Lang again, um, which I haven't done in years. Uh, you know, I just kind of fall in and out of stuff. I lose CDs, and <laughs> and that's sort of the end of it for a while. Um, I've been listening to Elliot Smith. Um, I love his songwriting. And uh, and uh, Jeff Buckley, that's what I've been listening to lately.
1: Okay
3: um who talk about your band a little bit um who's who's in your band and has has the lineup that you uh in your band been intact for for a while or is it a relatively uh recent development uh you know the current uh roster or how how does that work
0: boy um i think i've had this band for you know i don't even know two or three years okay um it's been you know a, a pretty substantial amount of time i suppose um We've done a lot of tours, uh, so it may seem longer than it's actually been. But um, uh, all my guys live in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, my bass player and drummer are brothers, and my guitar player is also um, from Iowa. And uh, yeah, they're 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 great. We have a really good time playing. Um, they're it's nice because we're all kind of in the same sort of headspace. You know we we've all been playing for, you know, a good amount of time where, you know, you kind of go through those walls where you don't really learn a whole lot um, anymore. Maybe are you aren't really challenged in certain um, aspects as much anymore. But um, each one of those guys really uh, takes on, you know, a lot of other uh, projects, writing projects and things like that with friends. And, um, you know, and as a band, we'll take on a lot of um, different cover songs um and things like that that will challenge us um so we don't get bored so uh so it's cool that that they're you know mindful about that stuff as well, and um yeah, it's just a blast to play with them they're not partyers you know they they just love music
3: that's great that's good what uh, what type of gear do you like to use
0: um boy. I like all sorts of gear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish my wallet were uh, big enough to uh to uh withhold my love.
3: <laughs> oh, don't you. we all.
0: Um, but I I play Fender guitars and PRS's um for the most part. I play a couple of different GNLs that I have um but only in the studio. Um they don't necessarily play as well as my other guitars, but they um sound great um for recording. Um let's see uh for amps i i play all um vintage fender amps um i you know i go through um, um i don't know every few months and uh change stuff up um i try and keep it pretty simple as far as pedals go i um Klon clone centaurs so uh that gives me my little boost and and uh a wah pedal and that's it
3: that's all you need, yeah. Do you um, you mentioned you you play PRS. Um, do you have a a PRS signature model or anything like that?
0: Uh yeah, I have many. <laughs> oh, oh nice. what do you mean of my own? Right. Uh no, no, I don't actually. No, I I have many of um other artists that uh, that I really love. I have a couple of um a couple of the guitars that I have are actually out of um Paul Paul Reed's um. Uh, personal collection that he was uh generous enough to give to me. Oh my, that's <laughs> um, great. Yeah, I've I've uh you know he's really treated me well and um I fully support him. I think he's just uh just great at what he does and he has such a passion behind um music and guitar that uh that it's pretty hard to screw up when you're that passionate about something.
3: Absolutely. Now, when you perform one of your shows, um, what do we as a concert goer uh, expect to see?
0: uh, Well, you know, I'm kind of a blues rock player. Um, uh, I'm the lead guitarist um, and the lead vocalist. Uh, We play mostly originals, but um, just to kind of keep it fresh and fun for us as well, um, on a different level, we love to uh, play Cover songs. We play Mississippi Queen. We do Oh Well by uh, Peter Green and Fleetwood Mac. We do oh, that's a, a great song. song. Yeah, you know we we you know we try and mix up. We do a couple of Robert Johnson songs, but you know differently than obviously how he did it. Sure. Um, I still don't know how that guy played guitar and it sounded like so many people playing at one time. Right. Um, but uh, he sold his
3: soul to the devil.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that must <laughs> been it. So yeah you know we we just try and mix it up as much as possible. uh, we just threw a Ted Nugent song in now, and uh um, you know, we just love playing and and uh experimenting with the songs uh as we go along and um um it's a pretty high energy show um we're not super you know balls to the wall in your face, you know loud or anything like that <laughs> but uh but we do have a great time
3: yeah that sounds that sounds really good now in in your it's ex- extensive playing resume you know i I rattled off a gazillion people at the beginning of the interview um who did you most uh like to record and work with
0: oh boy um
3: it's a pretty tough question i imagine
0: yeah uh, I think Johnny and I have always recorded really well together um You know, any of the tracks that we've been on, it's the same, you know, uh, the same tracks that we've been on, things like that. I think um, our our sensibility is kind of the same. Mm -hmm. Um, It matches up pretty well. Um, uh, Joe Bonamassa did a track on my new album um, as a duet, and it's an old Eric Clapton song. Um, I think that turned out really well. Um, You know, I just, I try and, you know, if we if I record things with people and it seems at all forced, we just don't put it out. So, sure. um, you know, as long as it feels natural to us, we just kind of hope it feels natural to everyone else um, as well. Uh, I'll give you a different kind of answer. Um, the one person that I really wish I would have uh, taken the time to go and uh, record with um, was Jeff Healy. Okay. Um, you know, he, he hounded me for years about it, and I just... Never did. I never went to Toronto to record with him. Um, and, uh, you know, now it's too late that he's passed away, but, um, but yeah, I, I, that definitely is the one that I really wish I would have, uh, taken the time to do. But, uh, when he was alive, he, he actually was the one that, um, sort of found me and, uh, um, really, uh, just supported me. Um, from when I was about 11 years old. And uh, I always wanted to be better for Jeff. So uh, when it got to the point where he started asking me to come to Toronto, um, I just didn't quite feel as if I was up to uh, the standards that I should have been um, as far as guitar went. So uh, but yeah, you know, I've been really, really lucky to record with a lot of great people and uh tour with a lot of great people. John Mellencamp I think was definitely the best tour that I had ever been on. Um I've never seen behind the scenes and um as an audience member uh an entire production go so smoothly and with such respect. Um you know, from every crew guy to the management to the artists and everything. Um, yeah, John Mellencamp definitely has that hands down.
1: Sure.
3: Yeah, that's that's cool. How about uh, how with uh, John Mayall? Um, what, what all happened with uh, with that recording? I, I saw uh, the the album. I think it's a tribute to to John Mayall, right? The elder statesman of blues.
0: Actually, uh, I think that they may have re released um, some tracks, but. Uh, the original CD that I was on was called the long, um, for the ride. Uh, Yeah. And then, uh, he had different guest stars on each song, uh, with him. So, um, I did a song called testify and, uh, we recorded it in Chicago. Um, David Z was the producer and yeah, it was super easy. Total blast. Um, I love John. I've played a lot of shows with him. And, um, um, you know, and obviously he's just such a, a pioneer um, for, uh, you know, blues and I guess really, you know, what what now is classic rock. So, sure. uh, yeah, he's just such a doll and so super sweet. And um, he was one of the first, um, you know, elders in the, the music community that I really saw step up and support some of us yeah, younger artists when we came out um you know a lot of people were dogging on us because we were you know such a uh, at such a young age like you know you can't play blues you know at at you know when you're when you're just uh becoming a teenager you know nothing about it and blah 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 and it's like well yeah that's probably true but <laughs> but it's what we've learned and uh, love so you know passion should count for something so uh john mayall and bb king i think were the two that Oh and Buddy Guy that really uh stepped up and um supported us.
3: That's that's great. Yeah, the 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 people who are, you know, the elders of the of the blues community helping those who are young and starting out. And that's that's kind of what, you know, John Mayall did in the 60s, you know, he helped, you know, the blues breakers, he helped Eric Clapton and all those guys kind of get their start, you know, and that's that's cool that he's doing it all over again. That's that's really great to hear.
0: Yeah, and and you know, it's like it's funny because you don't think back to when B.B. King and Buddy Guy and all those guys started. You don't think, you know, that they were the age that we were when we started as, you know, teenagers, but they were. Sure. You know, B.B. recorded his first album when he was, uh, I think he said 15 or 16.
1: Oh, wow. Um,
0: so, or maybe it was actually that's when he started playing guitar. Um, but, you know, they, they talked to us and, you know, Johnny and uh, Kenny Wayne and me and um, Derek trucks came on, I think a couple of years after that as well. But, uh, you know, I think we all kind of got our own little pep talk from, from a few of them, and which really helps because, um, because of the position that we were in and, um, and uh, you know, we, I remember doing interviews where people were just so super sweet and asking, you know, great questions and all that. And then, I, you know, hear my manager and my publicist talking and here the whole interview was actually about um, not about, you know, me coming to town for that specific uh, show. It was actually about um, how, you know, we shouldn't be playing blues if we're, you know, not 50 and black. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> uh, you
0: know, so I'm, I'm glad that people seem to not be thinking that way, you know, as much anymore.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good. It's good you're keeping the blues alive. You know, you know what they said in the Blues Brothers about the, you know, by 19, I forget what year. You know, they would be relegated to the pl- classic uh, classical music section of the public library or something. It's great to see people keeping it alive. It's such a such a great form of music. Now, yeah, now, I you...
0: agree. And I've never been a purist, really, though. Either you know, I've, you know, I, I think there's only maybe two or three songs that are, you know, one, four, five, you know, blues progression that are in my set, but. um you know, I, even when I play songs like that, I wrote with the Stone Temple Pilots guys they're you know, my, my licks that I play in it, my solos and how I sing, I, you know, that's all based in blues because that's what I learned. That's how I learned to, to sing and play.
3: Yeah, that's excellent. Now, when you perform, do you prefer to uh, perform for a, a large or a small audience? What's, what's your, and, and what type of venue do you like to perform in?
0: I like that it's different all the time. Um, We're kind of at a stage where some places were much bigger than others. Um, So we'll play theaters in some areas, and other areas we'll play just bigger clubs. Um, But, boy, they are definitely different worlds. We also play a lot of festivals. Um, But, uh, you know, the festivals seem a little more family-ish, you know, a lot more kids running around and, you know... uh, Uh, the show gets out a little earlier than than, um, you know, if you played a bar show, um, but people can still be, you know, hanging and they'll dance and stuff like that, but there'll be most of the, the crowd, you know, hanging in their, their lawn chairs. Um, so I love that. And I love, um, I love, uh, theaters because everyone can see. And, um, it's more of a controlled environment, um, musically, you know, as far as the sound goes, uh, Uh, you know, there's really nothing to worry about because you you really do um, a lot of uh, prep in the daytime. Um, Bar shows, I'd say, are the most free form. (laughs) But but I love mixing it up. I get bored pretty easily, um, just kind of in general. So, so, uh, you know, this next run that we are going on here for the next couple of weeks, we've got, uh, um, you know, a mix of all those worlds. So, Um, so I just, you know, I, I still don't care to this day if there's, you know, five people at our shows. We just, we really do just love to play and we absolutely hate it when, um, like if we play at a festival and they, they say, oh, you know, we only have a 60 minute slot for you or a 75 minute slot. We're like, really? You know, we're used to playing at least two hours and, uh, and, uh, you know, it breaks our heart when we have to cross songs off of our list.
3: Yeah, that's a shame.
0: Yeah, and we figure we're there. We might as well play, as, play until we run out of scene.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Now, talking about your discogra- discography, um, I, I see that you have uh, uh, three full-length albums and an EP. Um, 1999's Loud Guitar's Big Suspicions, and then the EP that came out in 2006 called Take It Like a Man, and then 2007's full-length album Fast Lane Addish- Addiction, and then uh, the latest album what you're getting into uh that you're that you're now uh touring to support um uh, you've also appeared on some soundtracks too it it looks like from the from the website um do you have any uh do you have any new material now that you're that you're possibly looking to release in a in another album upcoming
0: um you know i could I could put out box sets instead of albums to be quite honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, during the time between loud guitars, big suspicions and, um, 2006 when I released the EP, um, I, all I did was write songs and, uh, um, have writing sessions in LA and New York and Nashville. So, um, so I've got all sorts of material, but, uh, you know, a lot of it is more country. Um, there's a lot that are that is very pop. Um, a lot that are rock, and then there's a bunch that are that's much more traditional. Um, you know, roots kind of music. So um, a lot of it, I'm sure, will never see the light of day. Um, not by me, at least. Uh, but I'm kind of a firm believer that. Uh, you know, if I go into a writing session and I, you know, I want to write a certain kind of song, maybe a dirty blues kind of song, but that's not what's coming out that day, I'm not going to force it because then, you know, it's just not going to be right. Sure. Um, so there were some, you know, some days where I, you know, we'd write pop songs and i <laughs> like, well, I'd never record this song. I like the song, but I'd never record it. But, uh, you know, that's where other artists come into play and, and, uh, and, um, you know, my songs go to to other people. So, um, but I'd say my next album will be a lot more in the vein of, um, this last album, what you're getting into, um, it might be even a little more dirty, um, as far as, uh, you know, maybe a bit more slide, um, and, uh, you know, dobro and, and, you know, just some of the other instruments that I really don't have a lot of time to, um, but I haven't had a lot of time to experiment with lately. Um, so uh, I'll probably take the next year to really start, you know, get get to school myself again and uh, with different instruments and be able to go into the studio maybe this winter and um, and uh, start laying some stuff down.
3: That sounds really good. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of the challenge for you is uh, not, not coming up with the material, but just how to organize it and, you know, when to put it out or if to put it out.
0: Yeah, that's a big part of it for me. I mean, I do get um, emotional attachments to certain songs that I just love. That it's like you know, no matter what, it is not a Shannon Kerfin song,
1: <laughs> 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 but
0: I might really love it, you know, and want you know. I mean, I have a song um, called "Little Things" that was out, I think, on my last album, on um, or two albums ago, "Fast Lane Addiction," and I literally have over thirty versions of the song. Um, some are fast tempoed. Some are super slow ballads. Um, uh, some are very Sheryl Crow-ish. Some are more Stone Temple Pilots-ish. You know, it's, you know, I, I, sometimes there are songs that I just love so much that it's really hard for me to close the door on them.
3: Yeah, and it's worth going through the iterative process to come up with the version that finally the, you know, is, is best to put on an album, and that's, that's great that you did that and didn't just you know, put the first thing out that came into your mind if you didn't think it was the best.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do really try and be conscious about, you know, just like you said, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, we we wait to put out an album until we really have a block of songs that we think work together, because, you know, I am still a firm believer that, you know, I don't like it when people do albums where they have a different producer on each song and each producer has a different set of musicians and engineers, you know, to record those songs. Um you know, so there's a lot of artists out there that do that where they have eleven songs on an album and not one of them was tracked or you know, together with another song on the album and I just I just don't get that. I mean I think a a huge part of um my love of music and how I grew up learning about music was sitting and putting on old records that you start from the first song and you listen until that album's done. Sure. And not just because you're supposed to, but because it—you know—you don't watch only part of a movie and go return it. You know, it all fits together. So, right. um, so I still think that that's—you know—I I'm going to continue doing my albums that way for sure.
3: That's good. Yeah, in the world of iTunes and all the electronic uh, downloads, of, you know, of, of music, a, a lot of that is lost. And uh, and I agree with you. I I like to do that too. You know, listen to the album, you know, nose to tail and. You know, you're going to like some of it, you might not like some of it too, but um, you, you need to do it, at least get an idea of what it's about.
0: Yeah, you know, it has to be cohesive, um, in, in my opinion, at least, you know, sonically and all that. So, you know, I still think there's a, there's such magic in going into a studio and recording all the instruments at once. Um, you know, still doing overdubs. I totally understand that. I mean, studios are only so big, (laughs) but, uh, so you might not be able to track every guitar at the same time or something like that. But, um, you know, at least getting the, the, you know, tracking the drums live and the bass and rhythm guitar and maybe a vocal or whatever, there's a magic to that. And, um, and boy, it's a heck of a lot quicker, um, in the studio. Um, you know, a lot of people record one track at a time um, to the basement studio thing, you know, where they can do it out of their house. And, you know, it saves a lot of money. Sure. But it doesn't save a lot of time. So, um, you know, for us, we went in, uh, we recorded all the um, the basic tracks during a weekend. And that was it. Then it was just the overdubs. So, you know. I just I just really do love hearing an entire album. I like looking at the liner notes, you know. I I still just totally love all of that about music.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the whole package. Now, who who is your producer and have you worked with the same producer throughout your career?
0: Uh no, I haven't actually. Uh, my first producer was Tom Tucker, um here in Minneapolis, and uh I think I was maybe actually one of the last people he even produced. Um, now he is in the business of uh, music colleges. Um, the one, or the, the producers after that were, well, I worked with um, the DeLeo brothers from Stone Temple Pilots. Um, and uh, then it was, um, they're actually in a band of Stone Temple Pilots, actually. And then... Um, and then it was Marlon Young and Al Sutton in Detroit, and they are um, the producers of Kid Rock. And, uh, as I, you know, I love that album that we did together. Um, that was the Fast Lane Addiction album. But, uh, but it, it, I think we, it got a little too carried away into um, a realm of music I really didn't really want to get into all that much um as much as i loved recording it it some of that material isn't stuff that i would play live um now this last album uh i met this kid through the college um through tom tucker that was my first producer and i asked him i said who's your best student and he said well it's this guy named jason miller and i said great can I work with him?
1: <laughs> and he said,
0: I'm, I'm sure. Let me talk to him. I'll call you back. And um called me back a couple hours later, and uh, Jason and I met, and I just had him record some overdubs for me. And I said, you know, I think that we could actually work well together, you know, for, you know, little projects here and there. So when I'm in Minneapolis, I definitely have a go-to guy now. And um, it ended up being – he ended up coming to me and said why why don't we just do an album i said well i wasn't really thinking about doing another album right now he's like let's just do it let's just get it going we'll do it it'll be super easy you know and uh let's go in the the direction that you really do live where it can be super representative of what you do live as well so uh I ended up basically finding him at a music college, and he is absolutely uh, fantastic, very, very talented, um, and uh, and I, I really think he'll be one of one of the biggest producers in the business um, at some point in his career.
3: Oh, that's so We
0: co-produced the album together.
3: Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, great to have great to have a resource like that at your at your disposal. No. Well, well i online. I
0: really believe that it. If you, you know, I had so many chances when I was younger where people really took me under their wing, or just you know, gave me certain opportunities that I wouldn't have got, you know, uh, been able to get otherwise um, without someone's help. So, you know, with us going to colleges and and uh, you know, bringing kids that are uh, studying to be. Um, engineers or producers or whatever, we have them help engineer our album, or they'll even sit back and just watch the engineer work. I think that's a huge, um, a huge thing. You know, it really, uh, it all helps. You know.
3: Sure, definitely. Now uh, on- online, what's the uh, what's the best place to uh, to find out about you? Is it the uh, www.shannonkerfman.com dot com website?
0: Yeah, uh, um, yeah, that's our uh, our website normal website <laughs> we also have our myspace um myspace.com fashion Shannon Kerfman. um i'm on facebook and uh twitter but uh i check facebook and twitter every day do you tweet um, a lot um i'm i try i don't really have too much that's very interesting to say so, oh, I, so uh, I don't know about you know. that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I see a lot of the uh, tweets from people that are, you know, like, oh, just poured my bowl of Cheerios.
3: Oh, those type of tweets. <laughs> like,
0: well, I, I really don't care. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I try, and I, um, I like to tell people about different uh, shows that I might be going to later that evening um, in town, or friends that I know that are coming through um, the U.S. doing tours or uh, if I found a CD that I really like, um, things like that. We also do some um, shows that are unannounced that we'll just kind of throw together at the last minute, and, um, and you know, Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter are the only places you'd even uh, be able to hear about them from, so... So yeah, I'm I'm on my way to get my, my phone actually after uh we hang up to uh buy a phone where I can actually do video on it. Oh, that's a good <laughs> so idea, I can yeah. Start posting some video stuff from the road. So sure. we'll see how smart I am and uh, <laughs> see if I can uh, figure out how to do it.
3: <laughs> oh we'll look, we'll look forward to that. Well um Shannon uh, we we really appreciate uh talking to you on Iron, Iron City Rocks. Um the uh the show that's uh, in the Pittsburgh area is going to be on April 22nd at Peter B's in uh, Sarver, PA. And um and I know your website has uh, all the information about that for uh, for anyone who'd uh, who'd like to attend. Hopefully uh we we you know we pack it out real nice for you.
0: Cool. Well, I can't wait to get back there.
3: Yeah, well we'll, we'll look forward to, to seeing you here. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for having me. Thank
1: you, Shannon. What is all this suffering about? Grab your You've Without- But I got the something that they're looking for The yin-yang or the devil behind the door I've been up down, middle ground You tried to turn my life around I am what I am and that's all that I need If you want the definition of love Don't you count on me Play that G-string!
2: Right, that was Shannon Kirschman from her latest album, What You're Getting Into with a Song Called Curious. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Shannon. Again, the show is at Peter B's in Sarver on April 22nd. Uh, tickets, I'm sure, will be available at the door. Or you can go to DrewskiEntertainment.com or ShadyLadyProductions.com to look for ticket information. I'm going to play a song now from uh, another great blues singer who is no stranger to the show. Uh, We featured back in episode 26, I believe it was, Angel Blue and the Prophets, and we also uh, had an interview at one point with her uh, to talk about her career. She's going to be opening that show, so we're going to play a song now from Angel Blue and the Prophets. This is Bottom of the Bottle Blues. All right, that was Angel Blue and the Prophets with Bottom of the Bottle Blues. Again, she'll be opening the show on April 22nd at Peter B's and Sarver for Shannon Kerfman. We hope you enjoyed this interview, and uh, I think Eric did a great job, so we want to welcome him to the show. You'll be hearing a lot more from him in future episodes. You can find more information on us at www.ironcityrocks.com. You can follow us on Twitter, MySpace, and Facebook. There are links on ironcityrocks.com for all that also invite you to check out the concert calendar link on that page. Uh, it's been updated to include most of the major production companies in the city. It also includes Polestar, so you should get a pretty good snapshot of most of live music going on in Pittsburgh on that page. also invite you to check out the contest page. We'll be giving away a pair of tickets to see Bon Voyage, which is a Bon Scott ACDC tribute band playing at the Hard Rock in April, we'll be giving those away soon, so we invite you to check the website for a link to enter. I hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll talk to you next time.